He's back from the reboot, so Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin are back at the Scum and Villainy Cantina for Fat Man Beyond. Join Kevin and Mark on 420, Saturday, April 20th at 3 p.m. You can also catch Fat Man Beyond on Tuesday, April 30th at 8 p.m. Tickets and info at csmod.com. Hit me! Episode 293. You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek you guys rock and now here's will and trent no one listens to the radio i wasn't even listening i was listening to podcasts podcasts are great radio's boring oh boy it's been a been a been a while trent hot second or two yeah something like that anyway folks welcome Another edition of Neds. Uh, I already said his name. My name is Will. Yeah, I'm Trent. You sure as hell are, sir. Yeah, and yeah. You're looking very Trenty tonight, too. I want you to know that. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, if you want to take part in the program, you can. One of many ways. One of them. Wow, I almost I almost sounded like Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror there for a second. <laughs> one of them. One of, gonna get one of them. In Antissa. Anyway, uh, that was embarrassing. Uh, one of many ways you can. One of them, the one we pay attention to the most, Twitter. Trent, tell them how to do that. Yeah, uh, be be like stalwart netheader uh, Ash Williams. Use the hashtag nethead uh, or uh, call it a pound sign if you're in the United States. A hash mark or of, of other sorts, not like the hashish mark. I think that's. Uh, I'm not. I'm not down to know what that one is, but use the hashtag netheads and. Uh, Chime into the show. Let us know how we did afterwards. Uh, Tell us how we were wrong. Or uh, this, that, and the other. Hashtag netheads. Yes. Hashtag netheads. Uh, You can also... No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, it's it's the one I pay attention to the most, but there is another way that is more um, commanding of our attention, right? When they use it. Because it's very difficult to ignore. Oh, if if it happened... uh, Are you talking about the phone? Yeah, or Skype. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, uh, Skype, yeah. NetHeads on air. Uh, I mean, it's YakBet9020 if you want to try and dial that out. I like saying YakBet9020 because in a way yeah. we're almost not encouraging people to use it. Yeah, because they're like, because uh, who has, who has a, a, a T9 anymore to even know what it is? I, yeah, seriously. But actually, if you look, <laughs> I think if you look at most apps on your mobile device, on? If, on you're, the dial pad? if you're able to pull up a keypad, you are not only that, but I think in Android, oh, it is. you can actually, when you go into the number area, uh, if you were to somehow pull up a keyboard or you were to paste in a word, it would dial the Yay. appropriate numbers. Because Androids is smart, right? Droid. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. I Me missed too, that. man. That was such, I love that branding. And it was only around for like two years, and then I don't know what happened. They got scared of them. Nah, they, <laughs> they, oh, you can't use that anymore. <laughs> we own it. They probably, <laughs> I, I think it's because they didn't want to pay Lucas anymore for the licensing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. When, when the mouse purchased uh, the 
it, they didn't want to pay that licensing fee. Yeah, that could be it. Plus, you know, I think, well, you know, in the future, it's going to be all Disney and Google anyway. So they're yeah. like, oh yeah, we got a dividing line here. Yeah. I, you know, and that's one of the things I didn't realize with the uh, with the Fox purchase. By doing that, I think now Disney owns a majority ownership in things like Hulu. So, you know, mm. even though NBC yeah, is would. a partner there, that makes total sense. Yeah, because the 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 people that that bought Hulu originally were it was like uh, Fox, uh, Time Warner, and uh, NBC. Yes, and yeah. a, and ABC. So yeah, so the, now they're they're. Yeah, majority holder makes sense. Yeah, but CBS is like, we got an app. Yeah, they're like, use our app. We'll make content just on it, so you have to use it. I think <laughs> well, but they're still geniuses because they're like, let's let's just shove some Star Trek on there, and uh, yep. and everybody's gonna watch like. that. Yeah, they they, they like Star Trek. They do. You know what else they like, Trent? They what? like Marvel movies, and this morning, oh my gosh. I don't know what actually uh, I'll be interested to hear let's let's tell a story from two perspectives shall we because yeah you know uh, look let, let's be very uh, upfront about it um for me it's a priority getting to the movies for you movies are a luxury yes. that you eventually get to yes and I like when you it's taken a while but when you get to that point where you're totally cut off from most of the world. <laughs> Everything is new the first time you see it. <laughs> for example, uh, a good friend of mine gave me a digital download oh. for uh, Into the Spider-Verse. But tears, man. Just tears roll. Like, I knew when, like, all the points I was going to cry, and I still cried, Will. I got to tell you. Freaking and, amazing. And I have to tell, uh, you know, all five of our, our diehard NetHeads fans, um, my, <laughs> my apologies that there wasn't more than one show last month, but literally, uh, Spider-Verse came out on video on the 19th. I got yep. the video, and it was like the day before my birthday. We always seem to do a show around my birthday. Also discovered, by the way, uh, March 18th, 2010, was the date of the phone call in the last episode. If you didn't yes. listen to 292, that was actually the first time Trent ever called me. That's how this this almost 10-year relationship began. Yeah. I don't know how you've done it, sir, but neither here nor there. <laughs> um, and, and I'll tell you, I, I literally, uh, after I dropped that show before I went to the airport, uh, like I literally put it together that morning, went to the airport, and while I was waiting for the plane to take off, um, after feverishly delivering a music track to somebody, I quickly did a Google search based on what I heard in the call to determine, okay, so I said it was lost, it was near my birthday on Saturday, oh, yeah, uh, lost, yeah. aired on the 18th, so I found out the date of that. I mean, it's amazing, you the, you don't realize the dates that are important in your life until after the fact. Like, totally. Like, there is a date that happens sometime in the calendar year after that, well, not the calendar year, sometime in the 12 months after that, um, that I don't know what that date was. It was a very important date because I was on a commuter train and I got a tweet or a message of some type out of nowhere saying, hey, I've hired this uh, radio producer guy. You should." I was wondering if you could talk to him. And that's the the phone call that in many ways changed uh, my life as well. Just like yeah. uh, you, uh, you know, taking a job in a tuxedo shop in a mall led to me meeting my wife. You never realize the important dates and the important things until after they happen. 
That neither here nor there. The whole point is I don't know when the hell I went to to uh, got a special phone call or a special message, and and that one is gone to me. But the other special phone call and message I got March eighteenth. Dialing it all back now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. March 19th, the discs arrives, and in case you guys are wondering why there seems to be this this constant theme, it's because I get impatient. So when things come out on digital, if I can buy them on digital, but also secure the physical media for the future uh, delivery, yep. I'll do that. But what always happens is the version I get comes with a digital code, and even though I bought it digitally, nobody's cracking that bad boy open to take my digital cert out. Right. Exactly. So yep. uh, if it's a kids movie, uh, I'll tend to give my, give those to my wife to disseminate amongst her friends. And when it's things like, uh, you know, Marvel movies or in this case, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, I'm like, dude, here's this code. And we were going to broadcast. Yep. We were going to we, record we were, that day. We were all set, ready to go on the 19th, the day before your and my father's birthday. Correct. And I literally said, you know what, dude? No. This no. movie is so good, to hell with it. You yep. watch this movie. And, dude, like, I feel bad that, like, I wanted to see it. I always wanted to see it. It was never a, a, a not wanting to see it. I didn't know how good it was. Otherwise, why in the hell would I have waited? That makes no sense I'm, to wait for that. I, I uh, one, uh, after the fact, I completely agree with you. Um, but I too didn't rush out to see it. I ended up seeing it with my wife in the theater several weeks after, and it was just, uh, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming for me was the benchmark of a perfect Spider-Man movie until I saw okay, yeah. Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. Yep. At what, cause yep. at that point then they literally gave us everything. And then yeah. what happens oh, yeah. is. Like for me, it was an emotional journey of seeing that movie first and being amazed by the story. And then the second time I saw it, it was being amazed by the the veritable work of art that it is. And then the third time I saw it, I realized that the love letter that it is to the oh medium of comic books. Yes. Right? It's just so it's 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 a it is so I made sure it was on the iPad before I flew to New Orleans because I knew oh. I would want to watch that over yeah, and over again. For sure. And for it, sure. And it's a good default. But anyway, uh, so that's the reason why we didn't do a show. No, we're not talking about tech problems, so you can't, you know, say, oh, it's a podcast but, probe. But, but uh, it is, like, you have a great hack for it, though, right? Like, buying the digital or, or buying the, the combo when the digital is released gives you the extra digital when it comes in the Blu-ray. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you got, if you got, if that's, you, a, that's such a good hack. Well, especially if you want to share it with your buddy who, you know, it's like, I know he hasn't seen the movie yet. So let's, uh, and look at the shirt you're wearing. See it all. It's, I know. Yeah. Really ties the show together, my friend. Um, so yeah. So what, so your general impression of the movie is just fantastic, oh, right? Just loved it. Every, and I tell you what, man, I, I, an actor that is always, uh, remembered and and everyone remarks on how good he is, but he's never like a uh, a go to like oh this is who I would cast in this or whatever. Uh, Liv Schreiber freaking knocks it out of the park as Kingpin, man! Oh. Like so good, like he, that guy can freaking act to no end. And uh, yeah, it blew me away at how good he was. Uh, even uh, the 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 Nick Cage. Uh, uh, minor role, but still essential role was great. Just everything about oh, where's that? Where's, and where's that wind coming from? Wherever I go, the wind blows. 
like like almost like a like a I don't know, just like a a nod or wink at like the past like characters that he has played in superhero dumb. No. Oh. Like you know, so good. Yeah, it just, and his uh, just the whole thing. The great joke of him being a black and a monochrome character, and uh, being uh, mystified by the Rubik's yes, cube. There by are the Rubik's cube. I haven't figured this out yet, but I will. And my favorite thing too are are just a lot of the things uh, that also happen. I don't know why we're retelling uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse again, but like the moment he uh, Miles gets bit and bitten. Bited? Uh, the moment that happens, yes. and he goes through the transformation, as all young men do, right. um, then suddenly, you know, his thought bubbles are the yellow dialogue boxes yes. in the movie. You've got the color shift from off printing of the red and when yep. things are supposed to be out of focus. That was a beautiful stylization. Oh. And yeah. and also a lot of like the the sound effects being represented, right down to even Mark yep. Bernardin mentioned this one too. Right down to the fact when Miles throws a bagel and it hits a guy in the head, and instead of like the thwip with an exclamation mark, and it's so tiny, like it, you have to have seen this on the big screen to even read the words or get up on your TV yeah, now, yeah. Uh, where it just says bagel. You know, it's just, it's uh, just. Oh yeah, yeah, like where it hit the head. Like, yeah, my... exactly. Yeah. And there's other things too. I didn't even notice this. Somebody else on Twitter pointed this out, but it was a picture of uh, when they're walking through Alchemex's, um uh, cafeteria and they realize it's Spider-Man. All of these people instantly come into action to pull out guns, except one woman who's sitting at the table. Who's just like, Oh, cause she's like, I can't get through this without my coffee. And, and so she's doing this and grabbing her cup. You'll notice her next time and thank me for that. I will. I will. Uh, anyway, oh. but, uh, spider versus side Trent. What a, what a freaking day, man. Today has just been a, a day of, uh, interesting suck. We, I don't know how these th uh, this information gets out. I don't know how these things come down the pipeline, but somehow it kind of became general knowledge that today Avengers Endgame tickets would go on pre-sale, mm. all right? Yes, yep. So this is where I want to tell a story of two perspectives because uh, for me, there's the irrational, obsessive-compulsive who is infuriated because somehow... And I, I understand why. I, I've blown a lot of flack on Twitter to AMC theaters, but I don't think it's fair. I'll, I'll get back to that in a minute. Okay. I knew the tickets were going on sale at 5. Hey, uh, somebody, I don't remember who said, but they're like, you know, heck, you know, 5 a.m. tomorrow. Um, yeah. I But I figure I live, uh, you know, on the uh, outskirts of the suburbs. I, I knew I was able to get Captain Marvel tickets a week later, so I'm not going to stress about it. I'll buy them when I get up at 6, right? Yeah. And I, I go online, and uh, first I just try to use the app, and and it's not working. I mean, you know, I got to seat selection, purchase, something went wrong. I'm like, well, that's crap. So then yeah. I go to the computer, and I sit down, and I try and do it again through Adam because I've got a coupon, uh, like a gift certificate that Emily won. So I'm like, I'm, I'm riding movies for free as long as I can on that. Yeah. And uh, again, trying to purchase nothing. So then I go to Fandango, and Fandango puts me in a queue, and it's like, uh, you're in line for your ticket. Well, you'll have 20 minutes as soon as you're there. Your current wait time, more than an hour. I'm like, what the nope. ever live nope. in hell? Mm -mm. Nope, unacceptable. So then I go to, then I figure, okay, screw these guys. Yes. I'm an AMC Stubbs member. 
I'll go to AMC. I'll just buy the tickets through them. Because when uh, Emily and I went to go see Captain Marvel, which, by the way, have we even talked since Ma Captain Marvel came out? Uh, we uh, we have, but I haven't seen it yet. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you might, I'm just saying, you might want to, Trent. Yes. I, you know? No, I'm, I, I'm fixing to. All right. Well, you just you fix a little harder, my friend. Um, <laughs> especially before April 20, well, April whatever when you go see the movie. Uh, which I just, <laughs> I don't, look, I'm sorry. Like, even Denise uh, said to me, my beautiful wife earlier today, said to me, why does it matter? The movie will still be there a week later or a few days mm -hmm. later. And I'm like, I don't want anybody to spoil it for me. To which her response is, well, just don't read the internet. And I'm like, what? Not, not going to, excuse me, baking powder? You said, you said words. <laughs> I know they were words. They're meant to convey something, but I just can't comprehend what those words are meaning right now. Right, right, yeah. So anyway, uh, the one thing, so... It, the long and short of it too late is that uh, AMC basically collapsed under the pressure of presale tickets. But I understand why now. It isn't because uh, so much because of the demand of Avengers Endgame, which I think is part of it. I think this was an unprecedented and unpredicted event for them. And this is now a world where they are attempting to sell tickets through their own website, sell tickets through Adam, and sell tickets through Fandango. There, Fandango there was, as well, yeah. There was even a, a special look trailer that dropped today in honor of ticket sales going on. And at the very end, it says, uh, you know, buy advanced tickets now. And it's right at the bottom, Adam, Fandango. So every one of those things is trying to coordinate at once and AMC's infrastructure just collapsed. Either that or one of those is the prime one of them, doesn't matter which one, but one of the and three filtering, yeah. is the primary and everyone else has to communicate with that. What yeah. I was trying to say with Captain Marvel is when we went to that, I bought it through tickets through Adam. Somebody else bought tickets through the AMC website and somehow they had double sold one of our seats. What? Thankfully, nobody claimed the seat next to me. So Emily and I just moved one over. Moved one each. over. That's nice of you. Yeah, but still, it's like my kid is like, I'm not I'm not liking this. You know, this yeah. is this is uncomfortable and awkward. Why are we going through this? <laughs> I, you know, I'm a teenager and now you're embarrassing me, dad. Yeah, kind of dad. Thing. God. Yeah. It's like, look, I bought the I got the thing. And the whole time the argument is going on. I'm trying to load my purchase and naturally nothing's cashed. So yeah, yeah, I got to yeah. wait in shitty reception trying to show this guy. No, no, I bought the tickets. No, I, I promise. Are you in How the right? I be here? And of course you get accused. I'm like, no, I bought the tickets. Are you in the wrong theater? It's got to be you. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, uh, STE Boost or Steve Erdley on Twitter says, uh, just don't read the internet. Has your wife even met you? <laughs> uh, yeah, she has. But uh, hmm. Uh, so, it's interesting uh, because this 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 is not a problem unique to this event, um, but it, it is a problem with just online ticket sales in general. Um, there uh, is a wrestling a startup wrestling promotion uh, that is kind of <coughs> taking the world by storm. The uh, all elite wrestling um, kind of bringing people in from a lot of different areas. Uh, their debut show is going to be in Vegas. Uh, at the MGM Grand, great location. Uh, and there, when tickets went on sale, I had two friends that were waiting to purchase, and the site just broke completely, did not work anymore. 
um, for so for anyone who like uh, you know had a life to get back to and work to get back to, they just missed out, and that was it. Like, Dude, and and I I I completely get it because uh, you know uh, wrestling events or uh, concerts, you know these things. Totally. I yeah. comprehend. Well, yeah, because the demand is so minimal, right? Like, like uh, there are so many people fighting over so few seats um, that, yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna flood a server very quickly. Yeah, exactly. And for those type of events, I get it. But in this case, it was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Now, and the thing that I'm disappointed in myself in is that you know, at the point, I know, I understand internet infrastructure. I understand, yeah. uh, you know, uh, scalability, servers, availability, uh, denial of service attacks, sure. overloading things. I get all of that, you know, requests per million per minute or, or per second. Yeah. I get the whole bit. Why I didn't relax and just come to the realization, well, if nobody can buy them, nobody's buying them. So right. settle exactly. down. Yeah. Right. But I didn't do that, Trent. It was like I was I was it's it's like you had a structured settlement and you needed cash now. Exactly. <laughs> Are you, go ahead. Sing the jingle call, again. Call JG Wentworth. Eight seven seven cash now. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily that bad, but oh, it was okay. definitely it, you know, I, obviously, I was just and, and 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 I'm not the only. I mean, obviously, I'm not the only person that was affected. But there are people too, uh, like Michael Donahue on Twitter. I exchanged tweets with him. It took him 14 hours to Holy finally shit. get a ticket. And and you know, the thing too is that I even like I was contemplating actually leaving my house and going to the theater. Yeah, yeah. Say, can I buy a ticket, please? Yeah. Uh, but you know, I I think this is just a case of they never really they didn't. They didn't anticipate the number of requests they would get given the number of sources that were selling tickets. And yeah, and there's there there's a, a scale, like a, a cost thing involved as well. Like if if you have to put that much effort into beefing up the ticket sales or like the the capacity for these ticket sales for things that are already limited and are going to sell regardless, right? There's no real incentive to put that much back end uh, work into it, right? Like, if it crashes, it crashes. They're all still going to sell. Yeah, good point. Like, yeah, that's you know what I mean. That is an so excellent I, point. So if I'm looking at it as like a like a as as a business owner or, or a, you know putting the cost into it, there's, I mean, sorry you had a really shitty experience. We're not going to like <laughs> change our hardware. <laughs> So that this one thing can sell for this very one day, because three days later you could just go into a theater and and get tickets and see it. Like you're all still gonna see it. Yeah, exactly. We're it, 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 we're selling these muffins anyway. You know, it's like Girl Scout cookies. They're not Don't worried worry. about moving them, right? <laughs> no, they're gonna sell. We got no worries. So yeah, I understand that. And and two, I don't think they predicted because you you know if you think about it. Using the same comparison you did, uh, you know, with a wrestling event, you've got a finite amount of seats in a given location. Right. Uh, so maybe you're getting attacked by a geographical uh, totally. focus. Yeah. For in sure. in this case, they just got crushed under the you know the demands per second yeah. because totally. of the pure volume of seats and purchasability out yep. there. It was almost kind of it's like the exact opposite problem, but exactly. further yeah. compounded. 
Yep. So, yeah. you know, I understand, and I'm, you know, well, obviously the moment I had my tickets, I was over it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause, uh, good old instant gratification. <laughs> I can breathe now. I've got tickets. <laughs> Although it was uh, the one thing that I did experience with this, um, I, I didn't used to be really big on the whole IMAX thing, right? Until um, I think we went to go see Into the Spider-Verse uh, on IMAX. And, and that was finally the time where it, because I had good seats, and the, the theater, the sound in the theater was just amazing, and the expanded screen was filled very nicely. It was just a wonderful experience. So then I'm like, oh, I'm going all IMAX all the time now. Uh, because of all the debacles, the IMAX thing didn't work out. So now I was going oh. to be, I had the choice between 3D or standard. And again, I'm buying my tickets on somebody else's dime. So right. I actually opted this time to do the special fan event. Which, uh -huh. you know, oh, they're going to, I don't know, They I think they're saying, oh, you, you could win giveaways, which means if the theater remembers, maybe they'll give something away. Um, right. Well, and in yeah, this oh, case. And, and, and what is the giveaway? Oh, we've got some keychains, some AMC keychains left over. Yeah. <laughs> but but they are, but everyone that's in attendance does get a, uh, a, a commemorative coin. So I'm like, well, that's. Oh, like a, ch like a challenge coin. Type exactly. Thing. So I'm like, that's well, cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And a free drink. So I figure with the $5, dif $4 difference, yeah. a coin and a drink, that more than makes that's up for it. it yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. As long as I'm going to be stuck in standard anyway. And in this case, I was able to get the kind of seats that my daughter likes too, which is the the back, very back of the theater. So there's nobody behind you, right? Mm, I, I, I am of that ilk. Not. Not. Yes, I I like to be far back. Not sometimes I'll go to the very back. I'm not I'm not opposed to sit on the very last row. Yeah, I well in the especially in the case of these AMC theaters. Yeah. Uh, near me, uh, and I don't know how many you have in the Cash Valley, but uh, it is the Cash Zero. Valley, right? It is the Cash Valley. Hey, very good. It's, didn't kill all the brain cells yet. No. Um, uh, it, I really like the back row there because you also get more legroom because there is more mm -hmm. space. And we actually tapped into that when we started going to the movie with kids. You know, when, cause you get a little one, their attention isn't as, as into yours and they're going right. to yeah, get they down be able to do something, move around between parents and yeah. tap dance here and there and, and, you know, everything kids do. Um, so I, uh, I got the back seat. I, I'm going. I'm happy. And technically, because it's the AMC fan event. It's one hour earlier before all the other shows. So five uh, five p.m. we get in there and, and nice. Well, look, Trent, I'm I'm taking my daughter. It's a school night. I'm being responsible. Wow, I'm impressed. Right? It's not responsible. So, I so you're care. seeing it. The 25th is a Thursday. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I will yes. have, I will have before you get out of work. Yeah, you will have likely, already seen it. I will have already seen the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, uh, and and I'll I'll probably see it. Um, trying to think ticket. So that'll be the weekend after fan X. I'll probably see it that Sunday morning. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah. Then, Cause then if we, if, cause you know, all about us, uh, yeah. if we happen to record, we could talk about it on yeah. Sunday. If, um, I know I, and the, the, the way I love that this always structures out now, even though it hasn't panned out appropriately for my wife and honey, I'm very sorry for this. Um, because Emily loves going to the opening night stuff with me now, and Denise doesn't like big crowds. So I always know that, like for these movies, I'm gonna get to see them twice. What? Yep, totally. Yep. Right? Because it's it's one visit with my with Emily, and then it's in uh, one trip with Denise. So it's and it, dude, like 
talk talk about like a freaking rad tradition to have with a kid, right? Yeah. Like like uh like you know, in in forty years there there'll be stories of like, well, grandpa would take me uh, every time there was a movie that we were both excited to see, we would go on the day of, sometimes it'd even take me out of school and we'd go and see it. it I mean, if that isn't reminiscent of, of, uh, someone else whose father used to, uh, do that with them to go, uh, get out of school and go see movies, uh, that's pretty rad, man. Yeah. And, and you know, it, well, sometimes it can backfire on you because I, <laughs> I ended up having to take my nieces to the midnight showing of uh, what was the first uh, Twilight movie? The Twilight. I had to go to Twilight, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. there there wasn't enough candy to get me through that one. But you know, they uh, they did. <laughs> it's like cool Uncle Will will take you. But now, yeah, now yeah, my, yeah. and I did have to go see like the last two Hunger Game movies because that Emily was heavily into the Hunger Games. So. Cool, cool man. So yeah, she has those memories, and she she even said that. Like I think uh, earlier, I'm like, well, I didn't get IMAX, but I I did get the fan event. We'll get a coin, and and l- listen to this, man. Doesn't this make you feel good? It's okay that it's not IMAX. We will still get to see it together. Oh, right. Ah, so cool. And like and like, uh, not not even that. Like, and we'll still get to see it. Or oh, well, at least we'll get the the stuff with it. Or at least we, no, we'll get to see it together. Like that's. Yeah, kids are pretty honest when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool. Like, Dad, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to see the movie. But yeah, if it, well, we went to go see. We obviously Captain Marvel. We did see Infinity War. Uh, yeah. So she's my she's my go to now. It's like a, we even went to see Guardians of the Galaxy too, which was messed up because I did it on a Saturday night after they had done the whole school band thing at a park, and she fell asleep unfortunately. Oh dang it! That wasn't. But I mean, that is incentive to see it. Again. Exactly, right? <laughs> Hold on. By the way, speaking of Marvel movies and awesome news, where do you stand on the fact that James Gunn has been reinstated as the director of Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Uh, You know, may- maybe maybe as I'm getting older, I'm just more jaded. Um, Yeah, I don't... Awesome, cool. Like, like uh, for everyone that was upset about it, like, it, on both sides, right? Like... No, don't. The hey, day, hey, hey! Don't start with that both sides bullshit. <laughs> oh yeah, there, there there were some good arguments on good people on both sides. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> no, uh, like at the end of the day, it is a business, right? And so, um, wherever you stand on the on the moral justification of the firing or the hiring or the rehiring or whatever, um, at the end of the day, like it's a business. It's going to get run like a business and so there is definitely i'm assuming there uh, okay the heat has died down enough uh we can and and we've tested it and the the consensus is we're not going to lose money if we bring him on or now we're actually going to gain more money if we bring him back on um yeah for, for me i just kind of see like a lot of it is just dollar signs like do do i do i think he not having him would have broken the franchise no absolutely not do i do i think dave batista would have said no you can take your 10 million dollars and shove it up your butt because i'm not no he's not going to do that no dude i i know I, I gotta i gotta disagree with you on just that one point i really think he would have just passed on the on the third guardians movie i really do really yeah because i don't know that he had well no that's not true i think he did make a statement that he would con he would contractually do what he was required to do sure 
Yeah. But I don't Which think we would have gotten the same thing. You know, the whole point is that, you know, there are some times where we we really just live in this bizarre era now where it is just a trial by public opinion and totally dude everything else and really we do all need to just stop and and dial it back a little bit and relax a little and really i just view this as kind of a, a mistake being corrected and i don't know that it would have happened if he hadn't said okay well uh, or if dc hadn't said well why don't you come over here and do suicide squad for us sure yeah. At which point, you know, Marvel's like, wait a second, our our go to guy on the big group film is gone. Of, in doing- of, of course, they could have said, look, James, we've just got to do this. We're going to make this announcement, sit on it for a few months, and then we're just going to say, oh, we're, we're bringing him back so so that everyone saves face on this. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that's that was what it. I think probably happened. I don't think so, or else he wouldn't have gone to DC, I don't think. Well, then again, we're all like, no, it's DC. It's a paycheck, bro. Come on. To- exactly, <laughs> man. It, it totally is. It totally is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, I think if, uh, if, if he, if they had opted not to bring him back, uh, the, the best thing they could have done would have been to mend the fence with Edgar Wright and uh, brought him on to do the last installment because he would have crushed it. I wonder if they could do that. I because I don't know. I don't. I don't know the full story about Ant Man. What what went on behind Ant Man? I really don't. Yeah. Well, at, at least from what I've, I don't even know where I've heard this, but whatever. Um, yeah, they, there were creative differences. Blah blah blah. They went into to to go in and start you know fixing everything, and then they realized like, oh no, Wright did this correctly. Let's just run with this. <laughs> Yeah, because I think because he's still listed as like as on on all the credits for for a lot of the stuff. Yeah, and I think I really do think a lot of the story carried across. Like definitely when with the scene where they're battling in the briefcase, and I don't know if it was the oh, cure yeah. or somebody else playing. That was just yeah. pure Edgar Wright. And, yep. Um, totally. But yeah, I would like to see what he would be able to do with another movie. Uh, but uh, Captain Marvel, I would definitely would recommend seeing. I don't think it's. I have to admit, I'm. I, I. It's cool that it hit a billion dollars. I love the way that these uh, kind of offshoot movies are are really crushing it at the box office. Yeah. But I mean, there. I. I did have some issues with the story when I was watching it because there were really? there were certain points or certain beats that I think maybe I was supposed to connect to that I didn't, and. Mm. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. But it was still, it was a great journey. I could still watch it again. And I, I'm hoping I get to take Denise to go see it this weekend. Because now that I've got Endgame tickets in my pocket, I'm yeah. jonesing, man. I'm yeah, jonesing. Yeah, you got to get your fix, baby. So much so I was watching Civil War earlier. I'm jonesing, baby. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's these these offshoot ones I, I think are great as well because they also give... Um, they give a chance for the non Uber fan to feel like they're in on something without having to like know all the minutiae of what's happened in the past. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is very much uh, true. Especially, yeah, because it gives you the ability to come in on a new narrative and you don't need to know, like you didn't need to know anything about the Guardians of the Galaxy to enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy. It was just it, a great movie. Totally. Yeah, right? exactly. And, and same with like the Ant-Man stuff, like... Like as aside from like the the last uh, the end credit scene of the, of the Ant Man and the Wasp, you don't even know anything about the rest of the Marvel universe at all. Oh God, man, dude, it's just and I'm that's why I I um and and I know I've said it before. I will say it again now. 
I'm now officially at the point I don't care what else they show us in the trailers. I don't believe you on anything, Marvel. I, I'm done. I You've shown me some stuff. It's great. You've got my interest. It's going to be a story so complex. I don't know how to follow it. I accept right. that. Don't give me anything else. Yeah. Uh, although, you know, based on what we have seen so far, if we end up getting a movie that starts out with a gigantic battle sequence and then it cuts to five years earlier, I'm going to be really upset. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but but there is a uh, there. If, for, the other reason to see Captain Marvel is because there is the an end credit sequence that directly ties into what you've got to guess is just days or or within days of uh, the devastation or the snapping or whatever the hell they call it in, in the okay. thing. So there yeah, is yeah. there is a scene that kind of directly brings Captain Marvel into full circle in, yeah. infinity or uh, Endgame. So I would see it for that. The, the second uh, credit sequence, just like Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, you know, and, and it seems like a lot of them now. Some of these uh, some of these uh, credit sequences. Well, I, I guess it's kind of like the shawarma scene. You know, it's just like, yeah. well, that was interesting, but did I really need to keep holding my urine for this? You know what I mean? The 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 perfect example, the Howard the Duck scene, right? When are we gonna get Howard the Duck? When probably never. Nope. <laughs> like nope. it was just a it was just a one off thing that they thought would be funny. Yeah, let's just throw this in. What the hell? No big yeah. deal. Um yep. Trent, we've talked about a lot of crap I want to talk about, but something very interesting happened on Sunday. <laughs> I was yep. I was doing my typical watching of uh, HBO. I had recently, by the way, for whatever reason, binged uh, Barry on HBO. Oh, it's so good. I I didn't know. Saturday, oh. I, I had gotten to the season finale, and I didn't know whether to kick my own ass for not having watched it sooner or to pat myself on the back because the season premiere was the very next night. Oh, nice! So, see, it's for season three or is it season, season two? two? Season okay, it's, season it's two, only yeah. been it's only been one season so far. Yeah, I, I yes, yeah. And it's an absolutely great show, and it's another Brilliant. one of those ones where it's kind of like on. I almost question my own morals because it's like I'm I'm rooting for this guy right? who's a hitman. Yeah, I'm not here to talk about who's, Barry though, Trent. Who's clearly a sociopath? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, and and last thing on that, like, only solidifies my long-standing argument. That Stephen Root is one of the greatest actors of this oh, generation. I I completely agree. There isn't any part that guy can't play, especially when At you all. look Milton in Office Space, yep. uh, Jimmy John in from uh, News Radio. Um, think about his character in Jersey Girl, right? This just kind of uh, downtrodden, typical small town borough guy who's basically beat up upon by yeah. his friends verbally. Yep. He's a he is a chameleon. Is what he is. Oh, um, I, I mean, uh, let's talk about uh, Sheriff Winan from Red State. Oh God, yeah, that was a, right. Like, oh, this guy has some crazy depth. He is such a good actor. Like King of the Hill plays multiple roles in it, and mm -hmm. and knocks every like. Anyway, Barry's great. If you haven't seen it, watch check it out. Um, but yeah. Definitely so anyway, you're watching you you're watching it on HBO. And I it's get not TV. Yep. It's HBO. I get through that. And then of course I'm like, oh great, perfect. Because you know, all my viewing is delayed by 30 minutes to an hour. But on East Coast, I'm like, perfect. Now it's time for uh John Oliver. And it's like, yeah. ooh, the Mueller report came out. I can't wait to hear this. But you know, once again, it was just part of the, you know, stuff they have to talk about here. 
Right. And, and then the main news story took a complete left turn and it made me so excited to sit down and talk to you. Yep. Yep. Because he focused on an issue that I was peripherally aware of because I used to be a Howard Stern listener and they actually played a clip that I remember yes, listening great to clip. Yeah, with, with Jesse uh, Ventura. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because basically, uh, uh, what's his name? McMahon. What's his? Uh... Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah, who plays a heel uh, on yeah. air. And, and basically, it seems like people. some people feel he's a heel off air as well. IRL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in order to uh, use the uh, wrestling terms. I know when I do that, yes. your nipples get hard. So that's why uh, I A little bit. Uh, good thing I'm wearing a jacket. Otherwise, you'd okay. see him. Right now, if you could see underneath Spider-Man's hands, guys. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> It'd be like thwip, thwip. Um, so, uh, apparently, and and I understood some of these elements from Jesse Ventura, but you know what? Me talking about this is, is like me trying to talk about auto mechanic stuff. (laughs) It's pointless. I think, I think this is, uh, this is a topic that is just ripe for you to, uh, to bring up and educate us on Trent. Cause I, cause I, cause there's the, there's the, the story that, that, uh, Oliver presented, in yeah. his his uh, show, which it, it will be interesting to see, because remember, uh, last week tonight with John Oliver has a lot of interesting history. They, through his own uh, actions and requests, they were able to crash the FCC website. Yep. Um, he had a uh, Amazon number one bestseller with the uh, Marlon Bundo book. Uh-huh. Uh, You know, they've been able to accomplish a lot of interesting things. And at the end of the story, he made a request as well. So all that said, I'm interested to hear your perspective on on this story. And and is there more to to tell here? It's so funny. Um, I wake up Monday morning to three different texts from three completely independent fan like people that don't have like crossover in like their social circles being like, Oh, dude, I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. Like, and then people at work were like, "Did you? What, what do you have to say about this?" Right? And it's so interesting because it is it the the like micro expose they do. It it hits um, people that are not that that wrestling is not in in their wheelhouse at all. Right? Very interesting too that they chose to run this uh, the week. You know six days, seven days before WrestleMania, their biggest show of the year. Um, what, the sixth most uh, valuable sports property in the world, like right under the War- FIFA World Cup? Um, it's insane. Uh, there is so much to unpack and so much that he could have... Uh, it, it was good because he he, he kind of had to fixate on one specific thing and go with it, right? And the, the main thing was like... Um, the kind of the health aspect, what what these guys are expected to do um, as non-employees, quote unquote, non-employees, um, uh, and a lot of it, I think, is has been fixed to most to a good extent um, as far as like uh, health requirements and uh, you know if if you're hurt, if, uh, you you well if you're injured, you you can't perform. This side or the other, um, because of the backlash that's happened, uh, if it like, and I wish they would have like, (laughs) they didn't even touch on this. Uh, Chris Benoit, who was a a performer in the early two thousands, um, it's you can find it on YouTube. Uh, CNN did an awesome, awesome expose on on him where he uh, 
he he died and uh wwe thought that he just like died or whatever so he died on like a sunday on monday they do this like big memorial thing on tuesday it's released that he murdered his whole family and then killed himself oof well that, and then and that yeah that doesn't really fit with the whole narrative of independent contractors with no health benefits being forced to do the excruciating body things as employees would be uh yeah exactly uh and then uh this uh this uh nonprofit organization that's doing research on concussions got a hold of Benoit's family and said we really want to study his brain can will you allow us to do that uh come to find out his brain was just mashed potatoes at this point um from 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 working and having had so many concussions and injuries that uh like it, it it could be said that the the industry killed him um and his family uh because of what it did to his brain uh scale it back even further uh around the same time that Vince McMahon uh was being tried by a federal court uh for uh promoting steroid use with his uh uh, performers, uh, he was also waging a war in uh, state courts to have uh, professional wrestling deregulated. Right. So up until this point, you had all professional wrestling was fell under the same uh, regulation as uh, a, a boxing event. Right. So it had to be commissioned by the by the state sports uh, commission, and and so his big thing was like this isn't sports. And this is where he came up with the terms. This is sports entertainment. Um, and so that's how he was able to skirt around that. The problem with that is uh, once you take out like the regulation side, there's no like uh, impartial doctor who has to be there to uh, say that, yes, this person is physically sound and able to compete. Um, and so that's a whole other thing as well. Uh, there has been so much, um, so many people, performers, talent have been, angry about how they've been treated throughout the years that you have there there is a huge surgence on on the peripherals of professional wrestling in other uh promotions uh ring of honor wrestling uh impact wrestling new japan wrestling uh even um the uh robert rodriguez produced lucha underground um and so you've now got people who are who are who have become very successful very wealthy uh, very famous and have never even set foot in a WWE ring. And I think this is actually a good thing to, like for the people to, to realize performers, even that this isn't the end all be all like uh, Roddy, Roddy Piper's era. If you wanted to make any money, you had to be in the WWE. You had to perform with the WWE. You're not going to make that for the $20 wrestling in, you know, some bingo hall in your local area. It was the only way. Now there are are other options for people to to gain, you know, money through it. Uh, where else was I going? The one thing that I think he should have that would have like helped uh, uh, bring up his case. This is John Oliver's case, as how messed it up it is that they're called independent contractors. They're also in charge. Like since they're independent contractors, the company doesn't pay for any of their travel and accommodations. Well, the, They'll pay for catering at the arena when they're there. Um, so and so they they film two times a week, and then there are uh, three to four days other than that that they're also performing in non televised house shows. Um, so these performers are working 250 days out of the year, 
Um, and they have to pay for all their own travel, all their own lodging uh, along the, the way. So, yeah, they're making a ton of money and this is a big deal. And people could say, like, yeah, but, like, they have the option to leave. They, they do, uh, but they're they're wearing the golden handcuffs at that point, and they're not even that golden when you have to, like, be like, realize that, like, oh, if, if I'm not wrestling because I'm injured, they're not going to pay me. If uh, if I'm not, like, um, like, carpooling with someone everywhere we go, I'm losing that much more money at, at the end of it all. Like, um, very few, even, even in the WWE, very few people are at the John Cena level that of of fame and and merchandise and everything else. Uh, that there are still guys who are not doing awesome. You know, they're doing better than most. But anyway, I could talk about this for days. <laughs> <laughs> like I could go on and on and on. Well, the thing I don't understand about it is how they get away with these guys still being independent contractors because I know that. And this is definitely not a direct comparison, but, you know, like Microsoft came under extreme scrutiny because they were they had people that were, quote unquote, contractors. But the government ended up stepping in because they're like, no, you're 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 expecting these people to do the exact same thing your employees do. They are not independent contractors. Right. So they should be getting the same benefits. And in this case, um, and that was one of the things actually John Oliver brought up too, is just yeah. like what the definition of an employee is and and what the definition of a contractor is and what the things these people do uh, in order to fulfill more of the employee rather than the the contractor yeah. side. And it's, it's super interesting too because for a, a lot of these guys – uh, who who have been um, their 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 characters were born within the WWE. The performer has no right to that name or likeness at all. Um, so uh, you see this a lot for people that, that like get fed up and leave. They have when they when they go and wrestle elsewhere, they're under a completely different name because the the WWE owns that name and likeness, and that even even to the point of that character to where uh they they can't like use the mannerisms of the character they used prior because that's the intellectual property of the wwe yeah like i think there was a i could be wrong but i believe the the movie walking tall that starred dwayne johnson that one he was able to be called dwayne the rock johnson because Because it was a wwe production Exactly. Or from yep. their film house or what have you. Yeah. But yep. but when it came comes to anything else, he is just Dwayne Johnson. You're Dwayne not gonna Johnson. be referred to as The Rock. You can't. No, nope. because The Rock is a character. This is only furthered further through the Gawker case of uh Hulk Hogan. Um uh where he's saying that like, Oh yeah, I went on Howard Stern, but as you'll know, I, I went on as Hulk Hogan. I never went on as Terry Boyer, and so that's how the defamation of Terry Boyer happened. Um, yeah, it's, it is, it's, it's really messed up. I'm excited though, because, um, it is so messed up and there has been such, uh, you know, the, the internet of, of life is so open now that, uh, that there are now so many other options and you'll see like this, uh, all elite wrestling I, I was talking about earlier. Um, this is the culmination of, uh, uh, Dusty Rhodes's son, uh, Cody Rhodes who performed in the, or Excuse me. I can only call him Cody now because Cody Rhodes is the property of WWE. Um, <laughs> but he's he's working with some guys who have also never wrestled in uh, the WWE before, and they're creating their own promotion. And their whole thing in in kind of like their business plan 
is that they're not uh, treating these people as independent contractors, that they are being treated as employees, but they're also able to like go and perform elsewhere at the same time if they'd like to, um, that their health uh, care will be taken care of. Um, and so, yeah, I, 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 it's awesome to see such a light uh, being shined on this. It's also crazy to me to see how many wrestling nerds were very upset about the uh, what uh, John Oliver had to say. Because I, I thought John Oliver, to use wrestling terms, put wrestling over more so than anyone else ever has. Like, if you watch that that segment and not think, man, wrestling, why am I not watching wrestling? This looks freaking fun. Oh, this, yeah. This looks so much What he, he had a quote in there. I've used it so many times in the two days since it, he said it is, yes, that's right. Wrestling is better than the thing that you like. Yeah. And and the thing too is that it, I really I, I got the genuine feeling he wasn't just saying that to play up to the crowd. I think he does genuinely oh. get entertainment out of it, and it's true. It is it is a very well structured, uh, very engaging form of entertainment. Obviously, you as a as a now thirty something year old man still thoroughly enjoy it. You have watching totally. parties, big events for you. Uh, you yeah. know, and, and, and it's, it's ever present in so many people's lives, even like me, I'm able to on the periphery pick up things. And, and so it, it, it'll be interesting to see, cause at the tail end of this piece, he did, uh, openly yes. encourage the fans to kind of become vocal at WrestleMania, but I wonder how much that's going to actually play out. Right. It'll be interesting. Yep. So, uh, you'll have to fill me in cause I'm, I won't oh, be I watching. I, I will for sure. It'll, it'll, it'll be very interesting. Um, and the WWE is very, they are hyper conscious of their brand at the Royal rumble in January. There was a guy uh, who had a front row seat. Uh, they, and this is how, this is pretty messed up. They made him take his shirt off and put on a different shirt because he was wearing a t-shirt of this, this promotion that hasn't even had its first show yet. All elite wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how aware they are of their brand. Like, uh, even even to the points where if if fans are um, not cheering the way they want them to cheer, um, they will pipe they on the the television broadcast. They'll put in a different audience audio. Oh wow! Um, so it's bizarre, man. It is so bonkers and weird. Well, yeah. yeah. Plus, you know what? They also control the camera, so you know, no. Yep. Regardless of what sign you may make, that doesn't mean you're going to necessarily see it, and and you may not even get it in the door unless you're smuggling it in under your shirt. And they, the ushers will just come and take signs down. They'll yeah. just take them away from you, like all the time. So I think this is the first time we're probably not going to see the Oliver effect in play. I, I really think it's not going to happen. I, I, yes, yep, yeah, yeah yep. I, I'm pretty but, sure you're but, right. Will. But, but again, though, I think it's great though because it does expose the problems to an audience that, unless you're like super inside baseball, would would never even know that these things existed in the first place as problems. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I, because like I said, I like I wasn't even a wrestling fan, but I was aware of uh, of some grievances that exist. Yeah. in the Which, industry. And and the, that that Howard Stern clip in particular is so interesting because, um, <laughs> uh, you know, to hear uh, Jesse Ventura wanting to create a union is ideologically mind boggling because he is the most ardent libertarian out there <laughs> and, and for him to see it for him Trent, to... he's also a whack job <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
You're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> he also had a show about like that kind of, I don't want to say supported conspiracy theories, but they would like focus on a topic and yeah, he's nuts. That's all these, I'm saying. These ideologies don't, they aren't mutually exclusive, Will. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, Trent, I hate to pivot away on a good topic, no, but unfortunately it's, it's we important. are. There is, there is, Yes. Well, no, I don't think this is important because there's like a, it is to me. It's a topic that's very finite that can be talked about. But um, I did make mention that uh, before I released last show, and I mentioned it in the last show, uh, had a unique opportunity, um, which I have to admit, and my wife like would ask, you know, why exactly is it you want to do this? Oh. And 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 I don't mean that in a dumbfounding way, but I mean like realistically, if you step back. <laughs> And you're like, well, why Why are you going to do this? Uh, long and short of it is, and a lot of people got to do this, There is a there was an open yeah. casting call for a little movie you may have heard about called Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Yes. And uh, I had the opportunity to get invited to go uh, and spend a day on set. And I'm, I'm so thankful not only for the opportunity, but the day I did, for many reasons that I cannot talk about until the movie comes out. Correct. But um, I, I, I was uh, mo- most motivated because... I really wanted to see Kevin Smith direct. I wanted to see yeah. him on a set. And so the long and short of it is I I literally made a 20 a 48 hour trip to New Orleans. I landed 3:30 on Sunday and I flew out at 4:15 on Tuesday. That was it, my friend. Yeah, yeah. And I will say too the weird thing is that the whole 737 Max grounding issue uh, ended up changing my travel plans by a few hours, but thankfully I was able to book direct flights because of the changes. Both of my, I had I had flights canceled on both legs of my trip, and they're like, "Well, sorry about that, but here, pick another flight the same day." I'm like, "Well, in that case, let's get the direct flight that I didn't want to yeah, pay for, for sure. before." Yeah. And I was using points too, so that's the only reason why I was able to pull this whole thing off. Um, so uh, I did go to New Orleans. It was an amazing experience. It was really interesting, too. I had never been involved in something like this before. And, you know, just to kind of set the tone, you get an email and it tells you what your call time is as a background player. I was just background, by the way. I don't have lines. No, you know, okay. you're not going to you're not going to hear my voice in this movie unless there's some type of VO I can sucker my way into, which I highly doubt. Um, <laughs> so uh, it was strictly background. But I will say. Well, let me get the day first. So there's the call time. And naturally, I'm in New Orleans. I'm nervous. I get up hours before. I show up an hour before my call time. And by the way, too, I ended up walking everywhere I could because I'm like in New Orleans. I'm afraid of eating food and getting fat. And I somehow went to New Orleans and lost 0.3 pounds. I don't know how. Hell I, yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to be able to do that eating catfish and po' boys and that kind of thing. Oh, right? sounds so good. I don't, I don't think you're supposed to be able to do puppy. Sorry. Um, so your dog's walking around behind you. I'm not just like randomly yelling puppy at oh, you for no reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's good. <laughs> so g- glad to hear that, Will, because I'm not your puppy. So, so I uh, call him puppy. And then it was interesting too, because there was base camp. And so you go and, and you, you check in and then they basically say, okay, well, what are you going to wear? Uh, cause we were kind of in the, the Hollywood, he he's tweeted about this or, or Instagrammed it. So I can talk about this. There was kind of like a, uh, a, a convention in the movie and it's the Hollywood chronic con. Right. And so we were attendees there. And by we, I mean, there was myself and, Unlike any other time I had gone, I, I wouldn't have known anyone. But uh, in this case, 
there was a group that that referred to themselves as the Smod Squad, like, and they've uh, they've like frequented the Scum and Villain Cantina for events, and right. and as a group, they're kind of known. One of them, uh, you've probably seen Kevin tweet about, which is Brian Stoner. By the way, real last name, not a Twitter handle. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I just want to clarify that. So there was it was him. Uh, it was Jamie, who, if you've ever watched, uh, like Fat Man Beyond, uh, she's the the woman wearing uh, cat ear headphones that light yes. up. Uh, there was Jimmy Vertivec and his wife. There was uh, Nate Gonzalez, the Dark Nate. Uh, he's the guy that does a lot of the poster work as well, uh, like for Babel and, and other things. Uh, there was also his friend Evie, and then uh, Chris Davies, I think is his name, uh, but, uh, the, the one that, and this is going to sound funny that, that I'm like, Oh, the one that blew me away. But I, I don't know if you remember, uh, the guy who has been tweeting us for almost a decade now, ever since uh, net had started his, uh, internet handle is Vaca Boca. And, oh, yeah, yeah. and I think his, it's Sean and his last name starts with an H. Sorry, Sean. It's late at night for me. Um, Hogarty, Hogarty, something along those lines. I met him too. He was uh, rolling with Chris. They have actually their own fandom podcast as well. Fan Men, I think, is the name of it. Yeah. Um, I'm tagged in a reference for it, so you can see it because they did mention me on theirs too. So you know, like and like. But I really should have taken notes and prepared some shit instead of like, oh, what's their name doing that? <laughs> I'll never learn my lesson. Um, so I, I got to hang out with them, and and so it was nice because I wasn't just like awkwardly writing solo and wondering what to do. And, right, yeah, yeah. And so you you go to base camp and then you get shuttled over to the the location where we were shooting out at that day, which was a theater. Uh and uh it was interesting because uh, we go up to extra holding. They had a tent for the voluminous number of people they had before, uh but for this instead there was upstairs kind of in a lounge for extras. You know, if you want to know your your place as a background player, it's not like uh, the extras lounge. It's not uh, like extra seating. It's extras holding. Okay. It's a, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, it's like you're. It's like you're in a holding pen because you're cattle. Exactly. That's that's <laughs> that's what you are. And and uh, admittedly, you know, I've been I've been doing work for Kevin one way or another for eight years, and I will admit that there was part of me that the only reason why I didn't necessarily want to go is because uh, ego wise. Yeah. I, I was afraid. That I would just be like anyone else, right? I, I freely I, admit that. It's a shortcoming. I admit it. And uh, so we got taken up to Extras Holding, and I, I was sitting there with the group and everything else. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm just going to be a background player. That's fine. That's perfect. And yeah. then and then suddenly, like, I get two messages, one from Jordan Monsanto and one from Kevin at the same time, just like, you here? And I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I matter. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but I will tell you that it, it also paid off because for the thing, uh, there is a, a possibility you will see me in the movie. And for the yeah. thing that I was at, the first event that I did, all I can say is that I was sitting for about four hours, but where I was sitting, there, uh, there is uh, the principals, Jay and Silent Bob, and sure. between yep. them was uh, Harley Quinn in her character, and then there were the other three members of the girl gang uh, behind them. And I kid you not, so it's it's those three, these three, and then I'm directly behind, like I would be over the shoulder of Silent Bob and and uh, uh, I can't remember the actress's name, and and then me. So and like literally, the camera lens is I'm looking right down the barrel. Oh, I'm not because I'm having to look at an eye line. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So there was that, and there were other activities. We got on we got on location like at 11 a.m. 
didn't leave until 1 23 a.m yeah it was I believe it man it was a long night but it was an amazing experience but the thing that i saw not only did was it cool and if you follow me on twitter i've already like said all the cool stuff but some of it i will reiterate right here which is the part that i i experienced most was well first of all i'm not an actor so i was just piss scared i was going to ruin any take and have to yeah. have it redone you just, like you sneeze in the middle of like dialogue or something yeah exactly or you know it's like oh somebody wasn't clapping and honest to god one of them was me um <laughs> but thankfully everything's digital so it's just like, like actually i don't believe that my character would have been clapping at this point yeah i would have been a grumpy asshole like i always am these these this is the choice of an actor no none of them were choices i well <laughs> um but the thing that I did get uh, out of this experience was the the realization just how much everyone on the crew is making that movie. It is it, it, may, it may be Kevin's movie. He may be directing right. it. And he's even said this, but you know, the words never really settled in until you see this. The the assistant director, the DP, totally. uh, the the guys coordinating stunts, uh, the people doing this, the people doing that. I mean, it just it takes a lot of dedication and patience well, and I mean, understanding. You, you, like a perfect example you already mentioned, like, you know, uh, there's there's so much going on that it, it can't just be up to Kevin to do everything right. It's it's and and it's it's surrounding yourself with the people that can do that do those things without having to like pull away from what his expertise is, right? Yeah. And so like no, Kevin didn't say, okay, Will, here's here's your eye line. I want you to stay on this the whole time. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what those people are doing to to make otherwise the film would never get done. Right. And and there was a it 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 really it was just amazing. Now I I do freely admit as well though that whenever anyone was getting when the crowd was getting ushered back up, I would find somebody to actively engage with. So that way I could just hang around and, and watch. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, Cause eh. and it, why one, not? Well, at one point when we got back from lunch, I literally asked Jordan, I'm like, can I just hang downstairs? And she's like, cool. And, and like for a while I was writing, I was watching the monitors that were outside of the shooting area. Right. Yeah. Um, and that was really cool. But again, it's like you and even right down to craft people, there are people that have to come in and and check the craft table to make sure stuff is there. Because sure enough, like talent or or somebody else on the crew is going to come in and they're going to need their fix for coffee or cold brew yep. or a snack. And that stuff's got to be there. So yep. I, I was amazed to see how much movies are this massive collaborative effort. I shouldn't have been. You'd think, you know. So that's the reason why, folks, you stay and you read the credits because you're showing respect totally. to the people that put forth the effort to put this thing together for you, for your entertainment, to to help distract you from the horrors of life itself and let you escape <laughs> for a, for ninety minutes or above in this uh, yeah. hellish world we live in. Um, and where what else would I was going to say? Oh, but there was one moment too uh, later on in the day where the Smod Squad and yeah. myself we were all pulled and they adopted me. So I'm like, I think I'm an Aww. I think I'm an official member of the spot. I'm I'm maybe Smod Squad now or yeah. I'm, or I'm Smod Squad adjacent. I'm not sure. You're you're you're. I think in in the in MC terminology, you'd be a nomad at this point, right? I don't mind. Like you're not affiliated with any one one club, but you're part of the organization, so you're a nomad. Okay, yeah, I'm down. I'm down with you. Yeah. All right. I'm sure. I got cred now, <laughs> is what you're saying. But <laughs> yeah. But I'm not like I'm not part of the Wu Tang. But anyway. Yeah. Horrible example. Never mind. Um, 
but there was one moment too where we were pulled into background. So there's a there's a lot of stuff going on in the background, obviously background players, um, and they're doing tight shots on certain things. And in one, we were kind of behind this, and it was just this funny moment because we were all kind of getting into position, getting ready to do our thing. And like out of the darkness behind the camera and the light, suddenly I hear Kevin say my name. We're like, Will Wilkins, take one step to the left. And I do. <laughs> and then I hear, you know, like, welcome, welcome to the movie business or welcome to the movies. And it was at that one moment I realized that specifically I myself was I wouldn't call it, but hey, look, I'm grasping at straws here. Sure. But that was the one brief moment I was directed by Kevin Smith in a Kevin Smith movie. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You, Granted, you took direction from him. It was just movement, direction, no motivation, but I got it. Doesn't so, matter. Doesn't matter. Um, but it was really interesting to see him work too, because there was a lot of obviously there was what was scripted, but because he's also the writer, he he does a lot of oh wait wait try this or give me this give me totally. this. But yeah. It, but again, like with the crew thing too, there's a lot of stuff where you know it's it's them doing something, and he'll ask a question. He's like, and they would fill him in on what it would be and how that ties into other stuff. And he's like, okay, yeah, perfect, I got that. This is wonderful. Yeah. And that's where you realize that it truly is a, a like a village experience. Uh, you know, it takes a a village to make a movie, if you will. So it was a wonderful experience. Lots of great food, and then uh, just beating the hell back out of Nola as quick as I could because, you know, I got a job and stuff, man. Um, it's it's crazy because, like, uh, along the same time, um, friend of the program, Carrie Lynn, who lives in the area, oh, yeah. uh, has been posting pictures of, like, the mock movies that was create that was built <laughs> and, like, stuff that's just, like, down the street from her. Like, it, and then to hear you talk about it, like, and see these images and all this stuff, like, it is, it's... It's surreal, man. It's it's wholly surreal. It's it's crazy to think that even even, you know, just just being so like objectively uh, able to see these behind the scene things of something that I drove to Jackson, Wyoming uh, to see the, f the first iteration of this movie in 2001 when it debuted. Right. Like uh, to, to, to know that I'm this close like able to see this much of it being made now it's insane to me man like this is bonkers yeah it's it's a it's a it's a surreal experience and you know the cool thing is that the, the we live in this area where they're doing so many things like josh rouse was shooting all this behind the scenes stuff and some of it they're using for the road yeah. to reboot on the YouTube so, channel, so well produced, so uh, well done. Other bits are going to be specifically for you know the the media release as as behind the scenes featurettes, like the, the, the EP, EPK stuff that'll come out with it. Yeah, or or yeah, or or extras on the disc, which is like, look, there are two things I love: extras on the disc, and the one thing I love, I love and miss most, are like director's commentaries. It seems like we don't get those anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh uh. Way back in the day when we had Zach Knutson uh, uh, on the show, he talked about how, you know, he had that was his end to like filmmaking was was working on the extras stuff and how it was dying out. And now it's it's all but gone. Yeah, it's a, it's a bummer. Yeah, because now what they'll do is they'll just take a little behind the scenes footage, combine it with some interviews and you see yep. a lot of the same crap over and over again. And I, I hope we, we get back to the adding more stuff in as the incentive for totally. buying things. But yeah. It was a, it was amazing experience. You know, I, I'm very thankful for it. It'll be cool that 
regardless of the content of the movie, there's a point where my kids will be able to point at something and go like, yeah, that was my dad right there. <laughs> if if I'm visible, I, you know, I don't know for a fact, but you know, we were, we were kind of chosen to seat where we were sitting because we were, I guess, hoping to be seen and, and, or the intention was for us to be seen. And, yeah. uh, you know, on the flip side too, like uh, I've had to pull some things uh, like from Clerks or from Strike Back. It's just special requests. It's not things for the movie, but like supporting things or reference things. And it yeah. was kind of cool. Uh, like I pulled, I pulled the end credit, the end scenes with the with the character, uh, you know, like the action sequence with the uh, actors' names for the at the end of Strike Back. So naturally, I pulled it all the way back and I started watching from the beginning. And like I don't even Gosh. know how I missed it, but. You know, there is in the background of the quick stop are Brad and Chris who used to run News Askew, you know, and uh-huh. and so it's it's like you see all these people that you know, and it's like, well, now I'm going to be one of those people. That is really dope. And most importantly, this guy I like and respect and who I loosely call a friend, uh, you know, being able to see him still here and doing this was something really, really special. And the only regret that I have is that I, couldn't bring you with me. That's the only thing. Oh, I think. thanks, I man. I mean, I mean, it would have been really nice to take my wife, but she doesn't sure. like flying. Sure. And we got kids, but it would have been really cool if you were like part of the experience as well. But you know, we we've kind of been we 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 we've got a really we we've had a a blessed life. I think, like, if you think about oh. it, because we got to do the live netheads with Kevin yep. at your. Oh, are you kidding me, dude? Comic Absolutely. Shop. We got to see the first forty-five minutes of Tusk before. Yep. It goes pre, like a left turn. pre-polished, pre-edited, yeah. Yeah, so you know we've we've uh, there's a lot to be thankful for, and I uh, I'm glad that uh, I got to do this. I wish you had been able to be part of the journey, but you know, hopefully, when all is said and done, you can also live vicariously through the things I can talk about when I can talk. About yes, them. <clears throat> but right now I'm just pissed scared about what I can talk about. <laughs> right, and and let's let's be honest, if you're gonna err on either side, you know which side to err on. Uh, caution. Yes. The the side of sending you nude photos. No, that's not it. I didn't it? I didn't know that was on the table. Well, it, it's not until I take the pictures. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, man, uh, I, I'm I'm exhausted. I'm sure you are too. So let's uh, let's wrap this boy up. Sorry, folks. No stinger after this one. We're just uh, we're done. We are Cutting we it. are through. But uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Always appreciate it. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm NetheadWW. He is a part of him. The show is NetHeads on air. And we'll be back soon. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. NetHeads. We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at smodcast.com.